This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to episode 15 of 51st Dates. I'm your host, Jolie Moore. You know, I read a lot, and this last week I was reading, actually, I think not a book. I don't know. I read a lot of dating books and other books. Um, but this week I was reading a lot about type. So you'll know from earlier episodes that I have a type. I like artistic guys. I like long hair. I like a certain look um, that, you know, could be straight out of central casting. And I was reading these posts and the blogger was suggesting that type is a problem. And I'm thinking, well, if a guy is nice or whatever, what does that have to do with him looking a certain way? Being a certain, actually, I don't have a height problem. I want to say being a certain height, but looking a certain way. Um, Cute, you know, long hair, whatever that is. And the blogger was suggesting that that type may not work. And maybe when you're looking at type, you're looking at some exterior factors that are not important. I had to take a pause because she was like, she and some of the commenters were like, if your type is whatever, um, people have a whole bunch of different things they like, then, and you've had a bunch of failed relationships with that type of person, maybe your type isn't working. And I'm going to say that is the first time ever in many, many, many years that I've thought of it. Because when I was um, dating and 2019 and swiping left and swiping right on Bumber, Bumble, Tinder, whatever, OkCupid, okay, Match, whatever. I was swiping left on people who were not my type. Also people who like smoked or drank or had bathroom selfies. I mean, you know, there's, there are some other criteria. And I did swipe right a lot on like cute, artistic, long haired, guy. And um, <laughs> I, I still love him. I don't even know what to say about that. But she was suggesting that maybe your type, quote unquote, should be somebody who shared your values. And I was like, oh, it's not looks first, values second. And um, I, the collective understanding from the posts and the comments was no. And I was like, huh, I'd never thought about it that way. Although, you know, I've come across a lot of people who lie or cheat or do all these other things that I would never do and certainly do not fit into my value system. So I was reading, um, I'm currently reading a Tana French uh, thriller. 
the searcher that's what it's called and at some point the main character is being kind to a teenage boy and i have like a secret love of teenagers uh i don't have one (laughs) yet and um i don't volunteer with teenagers or anything but i always um get a little annoyed when people are like teenagers are this or teenagers are that and i'm always thinking that seems like a human's like most like unstable time at a time when they really need support from other people and so I'm reading this book and the main character whose name is Cal of all things is being really kind to this teenager and I like sat up and I was reading in bed and I sat up and I thought oh I would love to date somebody who was kind to teenagers and that was the first time I ever thought about the inherent qualities and integrity of the person I was dating because if you had asked me last week last year or the year before um the first thing I would have said is oh he was cute then of course I get caught out when I'm on dates with people who are not kind or not honest or lack integrity or well any number of other things and maybe I need to search for values so I think that's interesting, and it's something I think I'm going to consider um, as soon as, what, we all have COVID vaccines? I don't know. But one, I don't know how one swipes through, let's say it's online dating as opposed to in real life, because all of the gatherings, um, I haven't been to any in a year, or God, okay, anyway, more. I don't know, I think I last went to a party in February of 2020. And I don't know how you screen in in terms of online dating in person I guess this would be a different conversation for values how do you screen for integrity how do you screen for honesty um I don't know and it's something I'm really going to think about um a little bit because I'm too old and I'm too tired to go out with any more fuck boys or whatever dishonest guys guys who are secretly married I don't know I mean I have a lot of thoughts about these dates and um I think my criteria may have been wrong and I can't believe I'm saying this because I've sat in my therapist office for many weeks and she's like what's your type and I'm like I like long hair and I like artists and I want somebody who wants to go to plays and I want somebody who wants to travel and all these things and she has said on more than one occasion you know in the way that therapists say things without really ever saying them that maybe type is not the way to go and I'm like but I want a cute guy (laughs) I don't think that's a lot to ask for and she's like "Hmm." you know and then she moves on to some other topic so I don't know if this is growth or a revelation or a moment when I will certainly backslide, but I think that, well, I know my picker is broken, that's for sure, but while I try to fix my picker, maybe I need to aim it in a different way. So on the back of my closet door, this is to keep it out of the eyes of my prying child, I have two lists. One list is like what I want and it's like he's got to be handsome and sexy and like financially stable and all of that. And I'm not saying, oh, I think financially stable is probably important. 
I cannot date any more adults who can't pay their bills. Um, but I, after like this, the end of this memoir, um, I looked at what was going on and I made a separate list and that list is like kindness and honesty and integrity and some of the values that I believe I have and I'd want someone to share and that is certainly not great in bed and sexy so not that those should be mutually exclusive but I may have to take a step back and think about how I date the other thing I'm thinking about um which all these books suggest and I've always been poo-pooed it and you know Dan Savage is a big advocate of you know trying out the goods but I do think that I may stop sleeping with people so quickly. Um, not because I'm anti-sex, that's for sure. But I think because as much as I feel like I am clear-eyed, it may cloud my judgment because maybe instead of like having sex and fucking, I should be having more conversations. Maybe then I'd find out. Do they pay child support? Do they see their children? Um, are they lying to me about this, that, or the other thing? Maybe I would have more time for more conversation and time to gain more clarity. And it would be interesting to see how long people stuck around if I didn't sleep with them so quickly. Um, I have heard that they may stick around for a much shorter period of time. I don't know if that's true, but I certainly, well... It's an experiment and maybe something I should be willing to uh, investigate. So that's this week's revelation. Uh, we shall see, shan't we? Um, let's get on to date number 14, the music editor. So what do I remember about this guy? Hey, I learned a lot about music editing. Um, I hadn't thought about the people who pick songs and um, insert them into television shows and movies. I mean, I know it happens, obviously. I mean, I've watched TV and I've watched movies. And um, uh, I have seen movies that don't have music for various reasons, mainly cost and clearances. And um, it's so odd how weird it is without the music. Although... The music is so subtle that I don't always notice it, except when it's like a big crescendo or somebody's going to die or something creepy's going to happen. But other than that, music fades a bit into the background. So um, this guy was interesting. Uh, where did we go? Oh, I know. Uh, we went to a place in West Hollywood because I don't like to travel far from home. I swear to God, the Uber ride was probably three minutes. Um but I can't think of it. I went with my friends a few weeks before this date. Who knows? We will read together and we shall find out. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Chapter 14, The Music Editor, March 3rd. Me, Nora at two, music editor. I'll be there. Classic car guy was occupying too much of my brain, especially since every interaction with him felt like me pulling and him pushing. I'd fallen in like with someone who said all the right things. Spending time with him, though, was hard. 
I felt like I was always making myself available and he was doling out his affections a drip at a time. When he was here, he was laser focused on me only. When he wasn't, it felt like a child jumping up and down and waving to get his attention. Nothing about that felt good or healthy. So like every good single girl, I was swiping away whenever I had a spare moment. I probably matched with this guy a week ago, but between changing phones, the bigger the iPhone storage, the longer it was taking to swap over content, and texting classic car guy about how I'd like to see him again if he were game to no response, I hadn't prepared for this date. All that said, I was in an Uber on my way to a self-described eclectic American restaurant in the heart of West Hollywood. I frantically went between one phone and the other trying to get a signal. Finally, about three minutes into the five-minute drive, I found the guy I was meeting on the app. I looked more closely at his picture to make sure I would recognize him, then quickly scanned down his description. He was five foot eleven, red hair. I checked the pictures again trying to remember what had attracted me. The fourth or fifth photo was of course a guitar. Right. Musician. A person who makes the magic. But the other part of his self-description I'd overlooked. He wasn't jacked or fit or had a little extra build. He was overweight. I was wondering what in the hell that meant when the Uber driver announced we'd arrived. The downside to meeting guys in my own neighborhood was that I hardly had a moment to think between leaving the house and getting to the spot. I was on the fence as to whether having more time to think was good or being tossed and unprepared was better. Either way, on this one, I was unprepared. I'd never in my life dated anyone who was heavy, and my guess was that the music editor probably came in at over 300 pounds easy. I gave him a classic LA hug and suggested we sit at the bar. He was very much in the same stage of life as me, recently broken up, ex-spouse he shouldn't have married in the first place, happy with his career. He had bright red hair and a super engaging personality, but he wasn't my type. The conversation, though, was fabulous. Music editor also introduced me to my first avocado toast. I'd always thought this California menu oddity, though now I see it everywhere around the world, wasn't something I'd actually pay for. But he ordered it and offered me a taste. It was kind of a cool idea, though I still couldn't see myself ordering it. We sat at the bar post-brunch until they started setting up for dinner. I tried my hardest to focus on him and not what I wished I was doing with Classic Gargai, who hadn't responded to my offer to spend Sunday together while he chased down cars. I have to say that his job was quite fascinating. You know that music that increases the tension in a drama or lets you know something funny or scary is about to happen? It was his job to work alongside the director, pick the music, and make sure it played at just the right moment. I looked him up on IMDb, and he's worked for years on some of the most popular music and TV shows. Additionally, he had his own band who performed music he wrote. It was totally cool. The combination of great looking and great conversation wasn't easy to come by, I was thinking. Okay, that was Walt's shortest chapter. Um, I feel like more happened on that date, but maybe it didn't. So we went to Nora, which is on, ooh, is it Santa Monica? It must be Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, not too far from where I live. And um, it's cute. It's like one of those like super airy, open, like the entire ceiling, either there is no ceiling or that's some like gl- entire glass ceiling full of plants. They have music at brunch. They have music at dinner. 
the food is all like, you know, avocado toast and I don't know, jasmine tea. Who knows? Um, it's L.A. I don't think too deeply about food when I eat out. Um, but he was a super interesting guy. He talked a lot about music. He talked about his band. And um, I don't know. He was fun. Um, one of the things I think he may have talked about a little too much was his ex. He'd married her. I feel like she had children from another marriage and he had raised them and then he was sort of supporting them. But now that he was out, he didn't really sort of have, uh, well, he doesn't have a legal relationship to them and that's a problem with stepchildren. I mean, not a problem. It's just a problem with how our society views it. So if you, you know, marry somebody who has a two-year-old and you divorce when the child's 16, the, you have no custody rights. Um, but I think that his daughter was staying at his house or visiting him or something like that. And I believe he lived in the valley. Did he live in Toluca Lake? Oh, he lived on the east side of the valley. I don't remember any of that. Um, and I, But I think before that he lived on the west side, like um, Chatsworth or Woodland Hills or something. So he'd moved like all the way across the valley, which is, I don't know, maybe 20 miles. I'm not good with that. But it would take like... 25 minutes on a good traffic day and like more than an hour on a bad traffic day. So that's, that's all I can say about that. But he was interesting and nice, but he liked music a lot and I do like music, but it's not my thing per se. It's not, um, what is the word I want to say? I'm not like a music connoisseur, a music expert or anything like that. I don't play an instrument. So I don't have like a deep level knowledge. I mean, I have like, you know, like everybody else, probably 5,000 songs on my phone. Sometimes it's Nirvana. Sometimes it's rap. Sometimes it's like slow jams. I mean, or jazz or Amy Man or who knows, depending on, you know, how I feel. And, um, but I'm not, I know like, you know, I don't know, student of music. So my conversations on music don't really go beyond I like this and I like that and I pretty much like everything except maybe country and um oh and opera oh Puccini's operas oh not so much but um it's just uh I don't know I don't have much to say about that day and I feel like I should have say more but I think one of the problems that I have with that date is that the day before, I guess maybe Classic Car Guy had been here at my place and he had said, oh, you know what we should do on Sunday? We should get together and I'll take you with me to go look at cars, whatever he does, looking at cars, trying to figure out which one he's going to buy and refurbish. And I thought, you know, so it spun out of fantasy in my mind. I can see it now where I was like, oh, we'll get in the car and we'll drive around and we'll go look at them together and he'll see what a great, like cool girl I am look at me I can go along with anything and it'll be fun and he spun it all out which I now know is called future faking and then he I think I texted him in the morning and I was like hey what's the plan and the response was nothing and look I mean I had two phones and they didn't have a signal but I also have a Mac and I have an iPad and you know iMessage works across all the platforms and it was radio silence because I don't know why. Did he never have a plan? 
did he I don't know I mean I guess we'll talk more about classic car guy but he was I don't know I don't know I don't know let's just say that I had seen myself on Sunday like tooling around with him after this brunch and I went on the date with the music editor and I came home and who knows probably wrote or something but there was no classic car guy and if I hadn't been so focused on thinking about him maybe I could have paid attention to the person who was sitting in front of me that would have been kind and would have been what a person of integrity did and um, not sure I was that person on this date I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week. <laughs>